From Fibush Media World Headquarters in Rochester, New York, it's the Top of the Tower podcast. I'm your host, Scott Fibush. From Fibush Media, we are brought to you, as always, by Yellow Tech, makers of the Mika mic arm and monitor system and the IXM recording microphone. We are continuing our look back at NAB. Las Vegas brought us a lot of interesting interviews as part of Max Radio. It was the unique right there on the floor of the NAB show radio station that we were thrilled to be part of, along with Max Connect and all of the vendors who worked together to make actual live radio happen on the floor of the NAB show. But what good is live radio if you're not promoting yourself properly to reach the current generation of listeners? It's a problem that a lot of older radio people have. It's a problem some younger radio people have, too. And it's a problem that at least one promotions person thinks she's found the answer to. Her name is Marie LeMaitre, and she is Marie from The Radio Fam. If you're anywhere on social media, you have probably run into The Radio Fam over the last few years. It's an opportunity for radio people to get together, promote what they do best, learn from each other, and get their hands on some unique promotional products, too. I had the chance to sit down and talk with Marie live on Max Radio. I'm going to see if I can do this real quick. All right. I mean, on the Music FM, there's Jackson Brown and somebody's baby from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 22 before the hour right here on Max Radio. It's 22 or also 38 past wherever you might be. Hello from the Music FM. All right, now I've had enough now. Scott? If you got to be at work at noon, you're already late. You're going to be late, my friend. 1137 on the West Coast and later on the East. We are having so much fun here at Max Radio. (laughs) Stupid, crazy fun. And that is supposed to be a big part of what radio is about, which is why I am so happy uh, to welcome here to the station Marie from the Radio Fam. Hi. Who has been making a, a thing now for what, Four years now? Yeah, for five. I'd five say years now. already. Wow. Uh, of putting together this community of people who still believe that radio is fun, is exciting. You, you, you tell me. You make the picture. <laughs> well, I mean, it started as an Instagram account, really. Um, oh, so that's you. That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, yeah. Started as an Instagram account. And, uh, well, this is so cool hearing myself. <laughs> so to say. Um, yeah, and then it just sort of became a community and then really took off during the pandemic, you know, as people are kind of networking with each other and learning what people are doing across the country and across over the world it's amazing and so yeah here we are (laughs) so here we are and you don't actually i mean this is you're not used to sitting here behind a mic and being on radio no no i'm usually interviewing for my podcast but i'm i just kind of fell into that either i'm not like a host (laughs) so what was it for you what what made you think wow radio is this awesome thing that i want to really promote well, because I was, I worked in it since 2006, um, and it was really not getting my voice heard enough from in, a, in the promotions world. I'm a big uh, promotions and marketing geek, and I love radio, so it's fun to do both of them. Um, and so then I just was like, I, maybe if I show them, it was really really big social media. So I'm like, if I show them an example of how social media can work, then maybe they'll implement it for their stations. So it was really supposed to be an example, you know, like, can we sell a post for $50 or something like that to see if, you know, we can monetize these things. And then, but then it just sort of became a community on accident. Um, and I think that's been the best part. Like when I get messages like, you know, this is what keeps me going. Like I love meeting other people, you know, it's, it's just so cool. That is fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about social media because as my daughter who is in college keeps reminding me, I am old. 
not at all. I, you know, I came from an era before social media, and I, I know that you know there are pieces that I do well. I'm, I'm on Twitter until it completely just does whatever the heck it's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I got myself back on Facebook. I don't, I don't TikTok, and I probably should. What should people in radio know about how to find audiences this way now? Oh, I've been really just playing with all the, uh, well, with all the different outlets, I think. You know, you kind of figure out where your audience, you get the most engagement because they're so different. You know, I talk to some people that they, you know, some smaller markets are doing really well on Facebook still. Um, and then some of their, you know, that like sports stations doing well on Twitter. Um, you know, so I think as long as you're playing with all of them, just figure out, like, just, you know, but I, I think that's hard for people. But we were, I was talking to somebody even last night. We're like, you know, just... Even with the salespeople, should have them sit down for an hour at a time. Yeah, an hour, like that's the sales meeting this week. We're just going to play on TikTok and just see how it works, you know? So play around and have fun. Experiment, post things, read the comments. <laughs> Find young people in your life. Have them show you how to do this. That's true. If you don't know how to make a TikTok, a young person in your life probably does. So any radio station at this point needs to have somebody <laughs> really engaged uh, in, in their social presence, right? Yeah. I mean, if not I th- more than one person? Yeah, I'd say well, they need a whole team. I'd say, and just marketing in general. I feel like there's not really big marketing, you know, departments. So between, between that and just having your digital, that's, you know, that, for me, I don't think that the DJ should have to be really worrying about writing the blogs. You know what I mean? If we're going to use AI somewhere, let's mm-hmm. have them write the blogs, have somebody that's doing content tweaking that, and then let our radio people do, be the best personalities that they can be. One thing, and I I am put in mind here, my colleague Lance Venta, who's sitting over here working very, very hard on Radio Insight right now to make sure all those ratings (laughs) are up there for uh, for his audience to check out very soon. Um, He's been doing media, uh, digital media for radio stations for a long time. And I know one of his principles is try to own your channels as much as you can. And we've seen with this Twitter debacle now, mm-hmm. what is what is the danger of not owning the channels that you're in? And given that you do have to be out there on all these platforms you don't own, how do you how do you mitigate the possibility of disaster there? Oh, I've, I, I don't know, because I sometimes worry about that with myself. <laughs> like with my Instagram, if it just goes away, I'm like, that would be unfortunate. But, you know, I know the big, you know, doing them your mailing list, having, you know, I would say to push more stuff to the websites, although, you know, not not counting Lance's websites that he works with, but I'd say 90% of website, radio station websites that I go on are just unusable, you know. Um, so it's just... So if they could improve that, then that would be a great way to push people to the stuff that they own. But until they get that part done, you know, you're kind of your best bet is being on YouTube and those kind of places. <laughs> and you just have to kind of assume that risk as, as you go. Yeah, yeah. And it does drive, just trying to figure out, okay, who's on the air on this radio station right now? I know. Can be so much more of a challenge than it needs to be. I know. And then when you finally find their page, I find nothing about them. I have to, like, I'm like, oh, okay, it just tells me when they're on, but I know nothing about the personality. It's so strange to me. Exactly. And there is, if you if you go to maxradionow.com, you can find, there are, there are, oh, no, you can't. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll, that. We'll, we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so here we are. We are talking. If you're if you're just joining us here on Max Radio, we're talking with Marie from the Radio Fam. Were you were you one of these kids who was into radio like really early, or is this something that you came to later? Yeah. Um. So I was always, you know, the person making my tapes and all that, and trying to record the stuff. Um. I, you know, I would get excited to meet the radio stations and go pick up their swag and all that. Um. 
But it was really, um, I guess the story I usually tell is in uh, Seattle, um, The Wolf, when it was coming on, um, they were, and this was like in 2006, they were doing this big um, promotion called A Quest for a Million Listeners. Um, and it was really cool because people would call in, you know, and I'd convert, you know, get you to listen and Lance. And I'd call into the radio station and have to say, I, you know, I'm, I pledge myself and my two <laughs> friends that, to listen to The Wolf now. And then they'd tally it up. And so, and they'd have in the background, you know, it sounded like there was interns and people working and volunteers and they would say that. So then I was calling and I was like, well, that sounds like so much fun. Like, I just want to be a part of that because I loved the radio station. So I was like, can I, you know, be a part of the volunteers? But they kind of like, you know, danced around it because I think, you know, I didn't know the whole theater of the mind thing. So then, you know, I so I wanted to be a part of it anyway. So I made a sign for my pickup truck. And it said, uh, honk if you pledge to listen to 100.7 The Wolf. And I just put it on my truck, and I like drew the logo on and stuff. And then I would roll my windows down and drive around the Puget Sound. And then when people would honk, I would call in you know, and say, okay, I got three honks today. Um, and so then I went to do a remote one day. And then their promotions people saw, it was during that promo, so they saw it on my truck. And they were like, you should apply to work in promotions. Yeah, really? <laughs> You're doing so, this for us for free already. Right, yeah. might as well. And so I got hired, and I was so excited. And I, yeah, I spent the tum- summer with 2007 doing all that and that's where I really fell in love with radio you know I remember we worked like a 19 hour day for Kenny Chesney or I was awake for 19 hours to do the Kenny Chesney concert and it was it was the best (laughs) it's gonna be me by tomorrow morning after the red eye tonight yes and watch I'm gonna get home they're gonna say gee Al can't do all things considered today can you come in and do it and I'll probably say yes right you know it's it's radio yeah and and it's um you mentioned swag are we are we not doing enough swag? Are there not enough bumper stickers? And... You know, it's funny. I know that people hate on bumper stickers, but I think that you just re- you rethink the st- sticker thing. Most people, if you look around their laptops, their uh, you know guitar cases, their b- water bottles, mm-hmm. just shrink those stickers down. But a nice vinyl sticker, I mean, it's so cheap and people like that. So if that's the minimum you can do, I think it's fine. People just love free stuff. You know, I say even with T-shirts, if you can't afford to do all the logos just pick or colors, just do a one-color logo or something. But, yeah, gosh, I think stickers are so so easy. I mean, there you can hold them on social media. You can. Uh, so I'm a sticker fan. But <laughs> me too. And and again, Lance and I, whenever we get together, we always are handing off the stickers that we've gotten yeah. from wherever. Oh and, yeah, uh, he collects them. Uh-huh. He's been well. He he goes on eBay. I don't go on eBay. I don't go that far. <laughs> but he finds he finds classic stuff. I'm gonna embarrass that guy before <laughs> this is over. But uh, yeah, he brought me. There was there's some great old Baltimore stuff that he brought me this trip. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm adding slowly to my collection. And you sell swag now too. Did this was this something you intended to do? How did you fall? Yeah, no, and actually it's funny you bring that up because I was going to say that about radio that I don't think they do enough. I know there's some stations that will jump on and they have a, a store that people can buy from some, which I think is great, especially with print on demand these days. And no, that was an accident. Um, that was during the pandemic. You know, I was going down some YouTube rabbit holes and it was like, can I figure out a way to monetize this? Because, you know, it is a project that I put my own funds into to keep it running. So I'm like, I need something to help out here. Um, and so... Yeah, go, I learned that print-on-demand was a thing. I had no idea. I always thought, like, where can I store T-shirts? What size? What colors? Um, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can... And it's less wasteful, too. So, um, yeah, so I learned how to set up these print-on-demand stores, you know, and then... Um, so, yeah, I have a bunch of stuff, you know, like T-shirts, this fanny pack that I'm wearing right now. But then there's also the element I also love, like, vintage radio swag as well and vintage radios. So there's that side. So I collect myself, but then I also sell things from my collection that are on the website as well. So that's, like, all the, you know, my radio relics, that I call mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but, yeah, because I just think it's, like, I would like to save those things. You know, if you see them at the Goodwill or whatever or somebody giving them away, like, I want them to go to, like, a good home. Yeah. You know, somebody that's excited. Because there's so many people that collect even outside of radio. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool. My, my boss actually at my station in Rochester 
collects, you know, the, the 1940s era Bakelite radios. Oh, cool. Yes. So he's got, you know, some of them migrated into his office now whenever we see one out in the wild. Hey, Randy, do you have this one yet? Oh, God, I love it. So there's definitely there's there's that community of us all. Um, yeah. If you could if you could shake the radio industry that is here right now with us in Las Vegas and say you aren't doing this and you need to be doing this, what would this be? Um, invest in talent. And I know that they always say that, but they don't actually see it happen. And it's just, it's frustrating because, I mean, we see, you know, influencers, like how big they are, YouTube stars and these people that show up to see them and go to their events and those kind of things. There's no reason why radio talent still can't be that way, you know? Like, it's just, it's reformulated different, Um, you know? And just like we were talking about the the websites, you know, is like being able to go find somebody on the web or, you know, radio station or, I mean, a personality on there. It's just a little touch like that. You know, where are all their socials? What's about them? Um, Really, I mean, the, the personality is really what carries us now and so um, you know and why influencers are such a big thing <laughs> there is one very large company i'm thinking of in particular that has just i mean the bios are just gone at this point mm-hmm. and it you know it still says click on here to find out more about and then it tells you nothing yeah and it's, it can't take that long that's where you should have that digital team that we talked about digital marketing team writing up that stuff getting it in there and, and it's done so all right so who's doing it right I don't really who should, know. <laughs> who, should, who should we be looking at? If I want to if I want to say, okay, I want to learn about doing Radio TikTok correctly, who should I be following? Ooh, Radio TikTok. Well, man, there's so many good ones. Um, you know, like I'd say, you know, Heather Collins is really good um, in the way that she showcases uh, out here in Vegas, yep. how she showcases um, like restaurants and things to do. Um, e. White's a big person that, you know, does local really well. Uh, people like, um, honestly, like, I'm gonna just going to shout these Carla Marie and Anthony out. Just be, They're not on the radio anymore right now. But I do think that what they are doing as a brand is what radio and shows should be doing. You know, showing up, you know, having swag to sell, being on video, being on social, um, you know, connecting with the community. And there's, they are kind of who I use as, like, the radio fam, like, what I represent. I guess who, who would represent what I stand for the best um, would be them. And I just think that they have such a great model and that if radio could follow that, it would just be excellent. <laughs> that would be excellent. That would be awesome. Marie from the Radio Fam, RadioFam.com, and all over socials. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. And, you know, you say you're not a broadcaster. Right. <laughs> And yet, I mean, you're doing a podcast. There's really, it's a very, very fuzzy line these days. Yeah, it kind of, that, and that just happened, though, too, because I um, was, I just wanted to put out, like, social media clips, you know, of people talking, of, like, having little hot takes. So it really wasn't supposed to be a podcast at first, but then as we started talking to people, and I started remembering, well, some people do, you know, just do audio. I'm not a big podcaster myself, but I, um, that I don't listen to them, but I'm more video. So I was like, I should make it an audio version for people to listen to. And then as I just kept going, I'm like, let's just call it a podcast, I guess, at this point. <laughs> so now it's a weekly podcast every Thursday at 7 Mountain Time. <laughs> cool. I'm going to take advantage of the free publicity here, too, because yes. that's what we're all about here, right? Uh, and point out that my Top of the Tower podcast is back, finally, at Fibush.com. It kind of fizzled away during the pandemic, as did everybody's ambition and mm. will to live and mm-hmm. whatever. But it is back, and uh, so many of these segments from Max Radio yes. uh, are going to show up there, too. So congratulations. You're also on my Top of the Tower oh, thank podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, like, super Even honored. Speak. This is so great. Marie from the Radio Fam, thank you for being with us on the Music FM. <laughs> Max Radio 96.3 HD2 here in Las Vegas. Always a pleasure to hear from somebody with that kind of energy about 
radio and broadcasting and connecting with people. Marie from the Radio Fam was my guest on Max Radio, and of course you can find her at the Radio Fam all over social media. It is the Top of the Tower podcast. My name is Scott Feibush. Always interested in hearing from you if you have ideas for guests that we could talk to and topics that we can cover here on the Top of the Tower podcast. We are brought to you, as always, by Yellowtech, manufacturers of the Mika mic arm and monitor mounting system, and the IXM recording microphone. It's what you're listening to me on right now. You can find them at yellowtech.us. You can find us at fibush.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We will be back with much more of Top of the Tower podcast next week. Thanks for listening.